Hello, ladies and gentlemen out there in Radio Land. This is Those Muckrakers coming to you live once again through the power of the internet. I'm Pat. I'm Pete. And this is episode 101, the very first episode of the new year. Since the last episode, we nearly had World War III. Uh, Trump's impeachment is uh, steaming on right along, and that's about everything. It's been pretty quiet. Well, his impeachment is official. Um, and uh, what keeps happening right now is all the people on his impeachment team that are trying to argue that they're all arguing different dumb stuff. Video has resurfaced of each one of them completely contradicting themselves during the uh, yeah. Clinton impeachment trial. Yeah, of course it has. So when they were super pro impeachment uh, back in the day and giving really good reasons for honestly, like you know, impeachment things about impeachment that should happen, now they're 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 arguing on the exact other side for the exact same reason. And it just proves that everybody's a partisan hack and no one actually gives a shit about the Constitution. Yeah, basically. I mean, just this is awful because what Clinton did was so mundane. Like, maybe he should have been removed for what he uh, did, but... I don't think what Clinton did was mundane. Well, Trump tried to destroy the whole fucking world and he is somewhat succeeding. I yeah, mean, but that doesn't... And but he that, is openly corrupt in ways that we have never yeah, seen before but, in American politics. But that it's doesn't, not even remotely comparable. But that doesn't... It's like... That doesn't excuse... It's like the, it's that like the Hindenburg compared to a stubbed toe. The stubbed toe still hurts and should be done away with, but... Oh, the humanity, Peter. No, oh, the humanity. No, no, See, I, I 100% disagree. You're, you're part of that retconning of Clinton where now we all look at him as this lovable, like... Forget what an absolute... He ruined that woman's life. Like, he fucked an intern, then lied about it under oath and perjured himself. His That's... ass should have been removed. Like, you know, Well, I mean, him. the news did that, so all the news broadcasts should have been brought down. Jay Leno still needs to apologize to her for what he did to yeah. her. And also, the retconning of history is realizing in the first place that she was a victim. I was alive back in the 90s. Uh, nobody cared back then. It was one big joke, and Clinton was this big, yeah. dumb, lovable guy. He was the, oh, hey, everyone, want a party? <laughs> and then there's all that right. whole, like, him flying on the uh, Pedophile Express with uh, Epstein, who uh, didn't kill himself. Um, uh, he really didn't kill himself. We just don't know who killed him. Oh, more, was more it Hillary Clinton or was it <laughs> Trump, who was also good friends with Epstein? Uh, that so many people wanted that dude dead that I'm surprised he made it to a jail cell. I'm surprised he didn't just disappear. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean that's like one of those career-ending things if it gets out there, and people want nothing more than to cling on to power. That's why the Republicans are 100 percent part or. You know, party over country. Although, they don't give a fuck about their the people they represent. We've reached a level, though. If Epstein had come out with all this proof of uh, everyone else being pedophiles, I wonder if it'd be like when they proved that all the rich were all together in a conspiracy to hide their money illegally offshore, and literally like nobody did anything about it. I mean, nobody did anything about Roy Moore. Uh, they didn't let him get elected to Alabama by like half a percent. Right. But but still, the Paradise. I argued the Paradise he is, Papers. He's still were, walking around free, and he's running again. So. It was the it was the Paradise Papers, right? Where they were just like the rich are in a secret cabal to avoid paying taxes, and then all those papers came out. And everybody was like, Ah, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> yep. I like, mean. <sighs> 
I, what can you do though? Because I mean, the people that control the flow of information are the ultra wealthy. They're the ones that control. No, the that's the thing. So like they, the information came out, and then everyone was like, "So what?" I, I mean, right? Everyone responding to it, like, "So what?" Was what was broadcast to us? Was what we got? Was what came to us? Because they controlled the flow of how people were responding to it violent, as well, violent. and they also set up the propaganda in the general airwaves to create a public consciousness violent, where violent armed revolution nobody maybe? cares right but people actually have to be mad and realize that there is a violent undertone coming up before we can rise up against well, them and no one's going to get that because they control the flow of information if it makes you feel better um uh virginia recently just declared a state of emergency because they're having a uh, second amendment rally well, I mean, fucking Texas had another mass shooting last night, but no one hears about it because we have those things all oh, there the was, time. Oh, there was one in Texas? I thought, there. I know there was one in Hawaii. I didn't realize there was another one in Texas. Yeah, in Houston. Like, um, super close to where Pac South is, there was a bar that was shot up by an open carry oh, asshole yeah, who yeah. lost a fight, and he was like, no, I, I won! And he just started shooting people. Killed two, injured five. Uh, I but injured, if only a I good guy injured, with I'm a sorry, gun I thought that was one where he injured 15. Nope, this was a different shooting. Wait, there's another Texas shooting? Well, it was last night around like Right, that's what I'm saying. I thought that one, maybe the news was wrong this morning. I thought they said 15. Uh, what what I heard when it was happening was killed two, injured five. Either way, maybe so, got, so, the, so there's going to be a second uh, a second amendment rally in Virginia. Those uh, guns really need protection. Because they, they, they uh, you know what? Those poor, fragile guns. Um, so they, they uh, the, the governor declared a state of emergency because a bunch of neo-Nazis are planning to storm the Capitol building. Why? With their what? guns. Because they're neo-Nazis, man! Why do Are they, they pro-guns? Like, do they I... not realize that storming a place while armed is, like, a good reason to not let people have guns? Well, you know, now they're really angry because he's banning guns on the Capitol grounds uh, at uh, at the gun rally. And people are like, from my cold, dead hands... Um, I'm going to tell you a secret, uh, Pat. Sometimes Nazis will piggyback onto other movements under the guise of yeah. not being Nazis so then they can do some Nazi shit. Yeah, that's like how they cling onto the uh, conservative party. Right, they like, pretend like, we, could we care about conservatism, like uh, kill all the Jews, that's a good, that's a good no, one. No, you don't care about conservatism, you just hate minorities. And that's exactly. really the only difference between the two parties. Um, the Democrats seek minority support. The Republicans uh, are the party for people who hate minorities. But neither pocket really cares, or neither uh, neither party really cares about you. And the reason I say that is because Biden still is trending ahead in the fucking polls. I don't know how. Like he is, he, ah, he's the candidate I like the least out of all of them. Yeah, like when, he was a fun grandpa at first when I didn't really know him that well. But then, like the more I see of him, the more I'm like, oh, he is just as crazy as all of them. When you like, realize I would, that, federally, or he's just as crazy as a lot of the Republicans. I should specify. Yeah, when you realize that federally, he doesn't want to legalize pot. Ah. Uh, God, see, that's why I'm really hoping that Elizabeth Warren pulls ahead of him. Like, she's still my uh, top, con my top choice for being president. And then, like, I, I don't want to say Bernie next, but yeah, probably Bernie next. Well, I took that, I took that thing, and it was Bernie, Andrew Yang. It was Bernie Warren and Andrew Yang. I didn't enjoy the CNN fight thing that happened with uh, Warren and uh, Bernie Sanders. And I think the idea of beating your opponent uh, through attacking them. How what what would happen if they just got along on everything and they just pumped themselves up instead of putting the other person down instead of falling into that trap of infighting? You know See, what I mean? I'm 
the best I can guess is once they start doing that, then other people could try to uh, say, look, they're basically the same candidate. So now everything I say against one applies to both of them. Like, you know, it's twice as many weaknesses or maybe mm. they'll be afraid that they'll lose potential voters that um, would have drifted to them, except now they're like, ah, oh, it doesn't matter either way. Maybe. But, I don't know, but I, I just know. think it'd be better because you, you heard about the fight between Bernie and Warren, right? Uh I mean, I saw like headlines saying that the honeymoon was over. The, there, the honeymoon lines. was it was a stupid comment, and he was like, "Yeah, no, I didn't say that. Uh, it was dumb no, all around." No, I didn't say that. But apparently, oh wait, I do know, I do know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, I just it came back to me because um, they said that Bernie said that a woman could never be president, and uh, Bernie's like, "No, no, I never said that." And then they asked Elizabeth Warren, you know, so what did you think when he said that? And it's like, but he just said he didn't say it. Yeah, it was dumb because CNN wants a fight. Remember, we're so, and this is, this is why Trump might win. I'm not sure, um, because uh, people have gotten so used to like this is not. Remember when debates used to be like boring, and only people who cared about the country paid attention. The, the politics and yeah. the WWE are now like blending till you're not going to be able to tell the two apart. So if like the yeah, because a literal WWE wrestler is president currently, just like an idiocracy. Yeah. If anyone's not aware, Trump used to be a wrestler. He'd yeah. shave Vince McMahon's head in the middle of the ring in the Battle of the Billionaires match. Yeah. I was alive for that. I saw that shit. <laughs> so yeah. So the point is like. Anytime, like, Bernie or Warren are like, you know, we really need to address climate change, people are like, you speak all gay and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just like an idiocracy. Yes. Um, Shut up. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's got the electrolytes that plants need. Yeah, it's yeah. so dumb. Um, and now more stuff. So Trump has been, if you haven't been paying attention, Trump has officially been impeached. Um, and now he, he was officially impeached um, last year. The uh, Fox kept trying to say that um, it's not official until it goes to the Senate. But, oh, I thought it wasn't official until uh, they faxed the paperwork over to the Senate. No, no, no. It was official as soon as they voted on it. Anyway, Fox can't argue that now. So now it goes to the Senate. Now there's argument. The Senate doesn't want to call witnesses. They want to dismiss it outright. But now they don't have the votes to do an outright dismissal. So there's this back and forth, back and forth. Um, I mean, the outcome is not... Uh, ever in doubt that they're going to acquit him. The only right. thing is in doubt is how bad it's going to look for them to acquit him. And I'm hoping it looks really bad. Like, I'm hoping it costs so many people their Senate seats, whereas well, if they had just voted to do the right thing, they could have possibly held on to it. Because if enough people realize that they're going to lose their Senate seats by acquitting him, yeah. may maybe they won't. Well, like, That's the only possible way. And Here's the thing. Hypothetically speaking, if they do decide to vote to remove him, we're never going to have an inkling that that's what they're going to do until it happens, until the votes start being cast and we're like, holy shit, they're going for it. Because right. Mitch McConnell would have decided in secret, in backdoor deals, that yeah, this is yeah. what they're going to do. Well, McConnell and he might... is going to have his speech ready to tell the nation about how excited he is for President Pence the moment Trump is removed. Uh, McConnell might fucking lose. Uh, he's got some pretty stiff competition in his home state. He Good. is he is siphoning all the money he can uh, into Kentucky right now to be like, see all the money I've got you now vote for me. Like he's uh, he's he's you know I feel like for the first time he's in danger. Yeah, he has to go to like his um, his special place on his sunning rock. I just want some lettuce. I, I need my feel good lettuce so I can de stress. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. That's all happening, and then the thing that we didn't get to talk about was yeah, it was such an up and down. I thought I thought World War Three was going to start. Trump decided to assassinate an Iranian general. Uh, what was his name? Soleimani. 
Uh, Soleimani. Soleimani assassinated him, and then Iran was going to retaliate, and then it was going to spiral into World War III with Russia and China getting involved, and yada, yada, yada. Um, some place was bombed, but it turned out there were no Americans there. And if there had been... Well, then again, our source for there being no Americans there is Trump, so he could be lying about it. There could have just been Americans that died. And he's like, no, 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 there was nobody there. Good thing there wasn't, well, or ooh, so they, I would have yeah, done something. So the Iranians in return bombed a base. And the best thing the Iranians... Well, the best thing, I say that as a joke, is really horrible. The Iranians shot down a passenger, a Ukrainian passenger plane... Uh, a bunch thinking, of Canadians. Yeah, thinking it was Ukrainians and Canadians on the plane, thinking it was us. And then they at first they were like, we did not do that. It must have been an error. And then they were like, yeah, we did it. And so now the Iranians are protesting the government for lying about shooting on a passenger plane. And the government has said it was a mistake and the people that did it will be prosecuted. And I go, yeah, but you did it. You, you, you're going to prosecute yourself? <laughs> Fucking you shot down a passenger plane. Yeah. So... We know the reason. Now, partially we know the reason that Trump did this was to distract from his impeachment. But I have another theory. I think the main reason he did it was he wants that uh, Osama bin Laden moment. Right. Like, he's so mad that Obama has his Osama bin Laden moment. Mm -hmm. And so when Trump killed the, um, the what was that guy's name? The uh, the other, like, big-name terrorist. Was it al-Baghdadi? Yeah, al-Baghdadi. When he killed that guy, he's all like, everyone look at me. Aren't I wonderful? And nobody gave him credit for doing that. And he was like, no, but you all loved Obama when he did it. So he still wants that moment. So he's just trying to, like, if he can't get the biggest name terrorists, he's going to go for, like, the most big name terrorists. So whenever they gave him, like, a chart of possible things they could do to Iran, he picked the dummy option, right? Like, yeah, that was the other I, thing. At this, I saw this explained in, like, a Dilbert cartoon, how they were saying you always give the boss, like, a stupid idea so that whenever they pick the good idea, they can feel smart for having done so. And they did that with Trump, and he picked the stupid idea, and he, like, really leaned into it, and that was killing this current guy, which nearly started World War III, just because he's like, oh, that's a big-name terrorist. I want to be like Obama. Everyone love me. Please love me. And well, so we it, nearly went to a world war. Part of it, too, is I think he desperately wants to be a wartime president, but he doesn't want, he doesn't have the guts, you know what I mean? Every time he steps up to the line, he backs down. Um, yeah. The problem is, though, one day he's going to step up to the line, and the other side isn't going to back down, and he's going to have no choice but to become a wartime president. Because, um, you remember, he always wants to be soldier. You know, he wants military parades, he wants medals. Remember when he got yeah. a purple heart from somebody and was like, hey, he's wanted one of these. I'm like, you're a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah, he is a piece of shit, and I do remember that. And he did, like, before his inauguration, he talked about all the military parades he was going to have in his honor, which was very, you know, North Korea-ish. Yeah. So he sees dictators doing that, and he's like, oh, why can't I have that? I want people marching in the streets saying that they love me, and I want giant gold statues of me, and oh, it'll be so beautiful. So, and it's like, God, but he also, creep. But remember, you said you had a theory that he, he killed the guy to uh, take the Trump impeachment. He said that. Like he, oh, he said that directly. Yeah, he said it. He said it directly that like it was to take everybody's mind off impeachment. So, um, here's the now here's the problem that bothers me. Here's my point counterpoint that I don't like. Um, I think that making foreign policy decision, uh, for anything other the for any any other reason than like credible evidence to make the country and its assets in the world safer place, is is dangerous. But if you come out and say I'm making foreign policy decisions by fucking uh. You know, farting in the pool and popping the bubbles. You, that should be impeachable. <laughs> that should be fucking impeachable. Yeah. And if a guy says, yeah, I assassinated a foreign general 
uh, so that I would look better at home. Uh, fucking impeach him. Impeach the fuck. That's fucking crazy. Like all the, like for the just for incompetency. You know what I mean? Um, but my counterpoint issue that irritates me is that I feel like people. Uh, uh, how do I phrase it? They're they're blaming Trump for everything. Like they're not giving Iran any credit for being kind of a shitty state, even though we it's definitely a lot of our fault. Like with the shooting down of the passenger yeah. liner, you know, people are like this is your fault, Mr. Trump. I go, no, that's the Iranians' fault. They they did that. They they fucked that up. That's all on them. Like you fucking blame Trump all you want, but they fucking did that. Fuck the Iranians for that one, you know. Uh, Trump already has enough blood on his tiny orange hands yeah. from all the uh, you know, children he killed and, his baby cages. And I'm not letting anyone forget that shit. And Soleimani, also, it wasn't like he didn't deserve to die. Uh, he was a fucking uh, master monster. Uh, he was a ma- yeah. He was a master strategist of like causing disruptions in the Middle East and like he had people's blood on his hands. And also, the first thing when Soleimani was assassinated that kind of blew my mind that no one talked about was he was in Baghdad. Now, if you don't know anything about Iran and Iraq, they don't get along. They've been traditional enemies. Um, there was a big war they fought against each other when Saddam was still in power. Uh, mm-hmm. So the fact that a foreign general, uh, an enemy general, was riding around in the capital of the of of, of Iraq. Uh, yeah, where the fuck was he there? You know what I mean? Probably not to give out Christmas presents. <laughs> yeah, no telling. So it wasn't I'll... that it wasn't that he didn't deserve to get blown up into little chunks. It was that it wasn't a it wasn't a it wasn't a smart move. And additionally, the reasoning behind it was atrocious. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does also push us closer to. Um war and world war and nuclear winter and everyone's going to die. Yeah. Remember, Trump was the one that overturned the Iran deal that Obama had put in place to make sure that they wouldn't get nukes for the next 15 well, years. Look, did you see Trump how, was how, like, no, 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 I want you to have nukes now. And also, let me antagonize you. Did you Ooh. see how hard the media was beating the war drum immediately? Yeah, because they're a bunch of assholes Iran, too. Iran poses no danger to us. They know we could rain hellfire down on them. And I'm like, dude... But we don't... We shouldn't want to, right? Like, that... The ability to kill a bunch of people should not be a desirable outcome yeah, to you actually know, put into place. You know, that, the grocery store around the corner from my house, now I pay for my groceries, but they know that if I wanted to, I could come in and rain hellfire down upon them with a gun, right, and get my groceries for free. Like, how insane does that sound? Um, yeah, a lot. But, like... Now, just replace groceries with oil, and there you go. Yeah, but the, pro- the problem is, it if you have ever looked at any war... In today's modern global economy, how many wars are just fought between, like, opponent A and opponent B and no one else gets involved? Well, funny you should say that because everyone was very quickly saying, yeah, no, we're not getting involved, or at least we're not helping America if y'all get into this war. So America would be going it alone. Maybe we wouldn't get any help, but I'm trying to say, like, you've got... Yeah, but but there will be a lot of other um, factions in this or factors to this. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. It wouldn't just uh, be Iran, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turkey. They would definitely bring in allies. Turkey. They would have allies. America yeah. wouldn't because uh, no one has, likes us anymore. Turkey has interest in that area. Russia, China. Yeah, it's, uh, it's that's what. So that was the World War Three, and everyone was like, we could destroy. It. Yeah, but also you could because the, the wars have a way of expanding and getting getting out of hand in ways that no one predicted. And we haven't finished our last war yet. You gotta eat your <laughs> yeah. your vegetables before you can have dessert. Finish your first never-ending war before you start another. Yeah, yep. exactly. So that was happening. So I've never, I've never gone like, ah, we're going to World War Three versus like, oh, Jesus Christ. And anyway, the point is, the man needs to be impeached. The fact that he can't read a security briefing in and of itself just, just, just like 
nope bye just don't even give him a sentence for just goodbye like just leave his security briefings just watching fox and friends and seeing what they tell him to do yeah like the people that actually have information and like good sound advice he doesn't listen to them he gets bored he wanders away like i used to find it <laughs> disgusting the idea that we had to tell you know all of the government secrets to this monster this talk show host that just goes around um harassing people with his, uh, anyway I used to find it so disgusting that this is the guy that we told secrets to, right? Mm -hmm. Until he actually got there and I found out, oh, he doesn't listen to him anyway. So yeah. I guess that's fine. So Maybe. it's very it's very possible that but we... But that also means that there is no central brain. There is no central person in charge right now. Or a ship without a captain, as Fox News used to say during the Obama era. Except now it's actually true about their guy. Except that the captain is insane and sometimes wants to steer the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, he'll still like go out there and try to do things. He'll wrestle the the steering wheel away from first mate McConnell and be like, "I want to go towards that island." But sir, those are sirens. <laughs> yeah. I want to go. And, you know, yeah. I read a thing that made me think differently about sirens recently. Oh yeah, yeah. They said most most sirens or, or evil women uh, depicted in mythology really were just doing their own thing on an island singing and uh the guys couldn't control themselves when they saw a woman so then they would crash their ships kind of seems like <laughs> toxic masculinity doesn't i'm like yeah it kind of does if you're just like oh a lady steer us right into those rocks captain like <laughs> well, what are they doing to be so alluring they're standing there singing sirens well how else would we get our rocks off yeah exactly that's i'm like that kind of kind of seems like your own fault there uh <laughs> Although that was I, interesting. Yes, I like that story. So now tell me of the um, the Kraken and men spreading. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was the Kraken a, uh, just a, uh, an early allegory for man spreading? Could be, because there's so many legs and they go everywhere. So we have no room to, like, sit. Unleash anyway. the Kraken. <laughs> uh, you ready to do uh, a Dear Wesley? I am. Let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to pull it up here. Uh, da -da -da -da. I had it pulled up and then it went away. Super annoying. Last um, time, whenever we did a Dear Wesley, the actual Wesley was here. Yeah, it won't be the same without him. Yeah. Don't worry. Just uh, 50 more episodes till he's back again. All right. We, uh, we timed when we started making these episodes just perfectly so that, you know, a, a nice round divisible by 50 episode rolls around every Christmas when uh, the band can get back together and record. Perfect. All right. So, Dear Wesley, am I the asshole for making my girlfriend homeless after she yelled at my little brother? Yes, <laughs> little brothers are used to getting yelled at. I kind of people aren't used to being homeless. I always love the titles because it could go so many different directions. Yeah, dear Wesley, I'm 25 and have lived with my girlfriend for the last few months. I paid the rent and bills because a few months ago she was kicked out of her parents' home, and although uh -huh. she does have a job, she's horrible with money and has no savings. Right there is a bad reason. That... That's a bad reason to not pay bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, bad with money just means you spend it as soon as you get it. And you got to be like, okay, we need to sit down and budget. And I know that um, you really want, like, this other shit, but we have bills to pay. So how much money you actually have is how much you have after the bills are paid. And if that number is zero, then tough cookie. Yeah, right? I think I would kick her out just for that. So a yeah. few weeks ago, my little brother, who's 10, moved in with me. Uh, because my grandparents, my grandparents are going to move overseas and they couldn't take him. And my parents passed away a few years ago. Uh, oh, and when they passed, I was in college, so I couldn't take him, even though I love him very much. Uh, but now I have my own place, and I felt it would be selfish to uproot his new home. So uh, basically, this guy's saying that, like, how, they, how old's his brother? 10 years old. 
10 years. Okay. So basically they passed from the grandparents to him because their parents are dead. Very sad. Yes. So when I informed my girlfriend that my little brother was moving in, she was very angry. Although she calmed Fuck down her. and accepted it, probably because she realized she could do nothing about it. Yeah, already right there, I'd be like, strike two. What's strike three going to yeah, be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some, um, like, it, if it's someone that I care about a lot, especially, you know, if they're, well, I was about to say especially if they're family, but I don't know. I've never been, like, a big family person. So I'll just say if it's someone I cared about a lot and they really depended on me like, you know, a 10-year-old brother would, yeah. then... I would probably take great umbrage at someone being like, "What? Uh, no, you can't help them. Send them to the send them across the ocean. Let let the sirens take them on the way." <laughs> I think I would be like, "Well, you know, neither one of you are going to be paying bills, and you have a job, so I guess you got to go." <laughs> right. So my girlfriend has been quite aggressive to my little brother. My little brother is very shy and has anxiety issues. He often has panic attacks. Therefore, oh. the day he came, I told my girlfriend to be welcoming and make him feel wanted on her part. However, the last few weeks have been very concerning. She has been very aggressive with my brother. Yesterday, when he accidentally spilled his drink on my lap, she yelled at him and called him worthless. He started crying and kept apologizing to her while hugging me and hiding his head in shame. Uh, I think I would have stepped up right there and been like, I, uh, you're worthless. Shit. Yeah, shut the fuck up. You're worthless. You I feel yell- so bad for that kid. You're, oh yelling, you're yelling at a 10-year-old, you crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, I told her she could no longer live with me given how she treated my brother. I was aware that by making her leave, she would become homeless. However, my brother comes first. Wesley, am I the asshole for making her homeless without giving her time to sort out other arrangements? No. God. What? No, she needs to get the fuck up out of there. Like like you said, strike three, you're out. That's, Uh, um... Yeah. yeah. Uh, If you can't just be civil to a 10-year-old, I definitely don't want you and don't give a fuck if you end up homeless. Yep. I mean... That's that's three. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It has to be. So, uh, she's probably not going to be homeless. She can, like, go live with her parents again or something, right? She seems pretty good at mooching. Yeah, yeah. So, I think <laughs> I think that could be where she ends up. Uh, my favorite thing was he, uh, the guy that wrote this also was like, this isn't about breaking up. Uh, this isn't a breakup post. I just want to know. And I'm like... <laughs> So we're still together, but now I'm she just, just eats trash. I, I think he. I think his his point was. I, think I need to go pick my. I think to go pick my girlfriend up from the dump. <laughs> well, that sounds like where he got her from in the first place. It does, because she's a dumpster person. Yeah. Now, all of this said, I do believe in uh, forgiveness. If she comes back on like bended knee and is genuinely like deeply sorry, I probably oh, you would give her, her at least one second. I'd give her at least one second chance if you know she genuinely seems to be very very sorry and she never does that shit again. Oh no, I wouldn't. Uh, I would give her at least one chance. But I mean, if she if she blows that, especially if it looks like she doesn't even care, then it's like fuck it. I'll see. I will see you at the dump for our date. You better be wearing the nice trash bag. This no, time. I would. I, I would... don't want to get stares whenever you have the banana peel stuck to your forehead again. I would worry that then she would just start being abusive to my little brother in secret. You know what I mean? If she knew that she would get in trouble for doing it in front of my face, so I don't even want someone like that just around me at all. You know, if you're that's actually be... a good point. You could probably tell like if you're. Based on how your brother acts around her, does, if he slowly warms up to her, then she's probably being nice even when you're not looking. But if she, if he like recoils, then just be like, "Look, he doesn't like you, so you gotta go." No, I'm I'm sorry. You get you. It's a one strike. You're out if you abuse a child that's in my care. I'm not gonna live with you again. You're a child abuser. Uh, that, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Like I, I just I, I like to believe that no one's beyond redemption. But... Uh, I think child abusers are pretty close. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. Because that's, that's... I, 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 see, I see your point. I wouldn't yeah. chastise you if you told her that she couldn't That's That's trauma that that kid's going to carry with the rest of his life. His parents are dead. You know what I mean? Like, he has nobody. And then, like, this crazy yeah. person's yelling at him, like... He has his big brother. Yeah, but anyway, the point he, he is... Has, he has his big brother who um, apparently dates a homeless lady. Well, now, now she does. All right, you ready for the second, dear Wesley? I am. That first one was delightful. <laughs> uh, dear Wesley, am I the asshole for saying my sister needs to stop bringing up her miscarriage for attention? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> All right, Wesley, this is a doozy, so please strap in and bear with me for context. My sister is 30, I'm 22. Ten years ago, my sister had a miscarriage. Obviously, it was devastating for her and the whole family, and it took her a couple of years to fully heal from it. We're still not 100% wise it happened, but it was one off, and since she's had three very healthy, beautiful children, including a set of twins. So here's the okay. thing. My sister and I don't get on. She resented me as a kid because she had to share mom's attention and because she thought mom left her dad to be with mine. Never really grew out of that resentment, and she was pretty much my biggest bully through my childhood and my teenage years. One thing she can't stand is when uh, mom and I do things without her or when mom pays more attention to me than her. That's insane. You guys are in your 30s. Like, why is this still happening? I, I don't know. Um, like, I, I don't get that. At this point, surely she can hang out with her mom all she wants. Just, like, be, uh, be like, hey, mom, want to go to the park? I saw you went to the park with Derek the other day. Maybe we should go sometime. That'd be fun. Then go to the park with her, too. You don't have to be like, you can't go to the park with Derek ever. Well, when this happens, she calls mom and says she's really upset about the miscarriage. Oh, and my without God. Fail, oh, wait. Mom goes so, running. Like, so if, let's say she's mom's taken, I am just made up the name Derek, if anyone's curious. If mom takes Derek to the park, the sister will call up like halfway through, like throwing the tether ball around and be like, mom, my miscarriage hurts. And then that's just like the end of the park trip. And now mom oh, has to go your, check on her. Your, uh, your powers of deduction are amazing. Um, really? This includes a trip to Paris I took with mom uh, for her birthday earlier this year, which she cut short because sister said she needed her. Ah, that's awful. Also includes time I had a manic episode so bad I was hospitalized, and sister managed to need mom every time she was planning to visit me, and so she never did. Note, these times when mom is spending more time with me than her are the only times my sister brings up what happened, and certainly the only time she still gets upset about it. I don't think she is upset about it. I think she's just an attention whore. And for whatever reason, she's like super jelly of her big brother for existing, I guess. Yeah, I think like, she's a psychopath. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. I don't I don't understand needing like 100% of someone's attention. Like, I get, uh, I can get like wanting someone's attention from time to time and being like, hey, you're, you're, even if it's like, a, I mean, I don't get wanting a, a mother's attention. I always want the opposite. I want um, Mumsy Dearest to like kind of forget about me for a bit. But uh, I could see like having a friend that I want to spend a lot of time with and then, you know, finding out that they're spending a lot of time with another friend and being all like, oh, I wish I could do that. Well, then you should call but, up and be like, oh, my miscarriage hurts. <laughs> no, I'd call up and be like, hey, can I join in the next time you do this? Let me know. Or just, hey, can we hang out sometime? It'd be cool. Or it's something, anything, right? Like, I, But just needing all of someone's time and not wanting them to ever hang out with someone else is insane. Yeah, so it gets even better. Uh, recently I was sick. Like, I didn't leave the bathroom for days, can only keep water down. Didn't manage to get to the doctor, but I think it was norovirus. It lasted about a week. Mom was popping in daily on her way home from work to check on me and stuff. 
On the last day right. of being seriously unwell, when I felt I could eat again, uh, Mom offered to make me some soup while she was there, which I accepted. She was halfway through making it when Sister called, saying she was upset about the miscarriage. She told me I'd have to finish the soup myself because she had to go. You know what? I just realized something. Yes. There's something wrong with that mom, too. Yeah. Why yeah. the hell can't she be like, uh, no, no, daughter. I'm, like, in the middle of some serious shit right now. Your brother's dying. I'm going to make him soup and then hang up on her. Yeah. Like, how is she falling for this? Well, that, There's some codependency issues here, and I did not catch that before. Yeah, I sent my sister a text saying she needs to stop bringing it up for attention because she can't bear me getting some instead. I guess she told Mom and her dad because I'm hearing from all sides what a horrible, insensitive, selfish bastard I am, and how dare I say that to her. I understand she may be traumatized. I just think it's weird how the trauma solely manifests when I'm getting attention she isn't. Am I the asshole, Wesley? No, not at all. Your sister's an asshole. Uh, yeah, and I think this family... And so's your mom's an asshole. Your yeah. mom's an asshole, too. Why can't she see what's going on? I, yeah, I think, like you said, this family has some serious codependency issues. The fact that, like, you know, he's like, oh, Mom, I'm dying, and she's like, I'll make you soup, and then the phone rings. I feel bad about the mess carriage again. Oh, drop him. Goodbye. Figure out the soup yourself. I gotta go. <laughs> if you would but cut I'm a dying. trip to Paris short because somebody needs you, like, listen... If I'm in Paris, the only reason I'm coming back early is if one of you motherfuckers is in the hospital and, like, it looks like you're not going to make it. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like, if you're in the hospital and it's like, oh, he's fine, or he, he'll he live, I'd be like, well, we'll see him when we get back. Or maybe if the water in Paris is giving me, like, explosive diarrhea, including the bottled water, I'd be like, <laughs> I can't live here. I'm going to die. I have to go home. Or at the very least, uh, I don't know, man, because even if you're going to die, what am I going to do? Like, just come, like, hold your limp body? I'd be like, well, let me know when the funeral is. I'm in Paris. <laughs> I'm just saying there's not a lot of good reasons to cut a vacation overseas short. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like, you like, can't... What are you going to do? Like, I'm a doctor. I'm the best neuros... You're not... I'm not a doctor. What can I do? Just sit in a waiting room? I'd rather sit in a Parisian cafe, eating baguettes, drinking wine. Oh, that sounds delightful. Right? Let's go to uh, Paris sometime, Peter. <laughs> but we, what if... we, can, we can sell down the we can sell down the river and talk about like miscarriages hurting. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think you're right. Also, I don't know why everybody. She's this woman has got this whole family fooled, where they're like, "How dare you talk to her like that, man? Fuck you!" I would yeah. just tell the whole family, "Fuck you, fuck you, and fuck you." You guys have never given a shit about me because all she has to do is go, "My miscarriage," and then you all drop me. Fuck that! Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, his family's the asshole. I agree. <clears throat> so, uh, what's what else do we have? Well, we got we've, a, done, we've done the big news stories. We've done the Dear Wesleys. Well, we had a bunch of Georgia Man stuff, but what I really like about Wesley right now is he keeps posting Georgia Man stories um, in the in our group chat. But like, I don't think Wesley gets the funny part, so it's just really horrible stuff. Like, um, yeah. Georgia Man charged for uh, molesting kids for over twenty years is a. Uh, you know, as a, a, a big brother mentor, um, charges uh, uh, too late to be filed because of the, uh, what is it called, Rick? It's been too long? I was about to say statutory, but that's something else. Because of the um, statute of limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Georgia man who, who violently molested children for 20 years acquitted because of statute. Like, he sends us shit like that, you know what I mean? Like, husband, so, husband, husband brutally beats wife uh, for fun. And then, uh, you know what I mean, leaves because she's unconscious and can't testify. Like, Right, so... I'm like, what's the, here's why are the thing, you sending us this? This makes me sad. Yeah, so here's the thing about Florida Man stories that I love is that a lot of them are fun and whimsical. I don't like the Florida Man stories where people are um, 
die. I don't like the ones where there's like serious violence or yeah. whatever. Like a, a, a guy getting his foot bit off because he went after a loafer that a crocodile stole for him. That he, the crocodile he was using to like rob a Seven Eleven. So he called the police yeah. to report a missing sandal because his gator weapon stole his foot. That's a funny, whimsical, right. cool story that can make us all laugh. Uh, Georgia man beats toddler to death with shoe because the shoe had a stain on it. It's not funny. That's yeah, just those like, are, oh, that's those awful. Are, those, I think you demonstrated accurately why Georgia man will never become a segment because Florida man's crazy like the Florida man punches a flamingo to death. That's horrible, <laughs> but what? And then, you know, like Georgia man like uh, burns gas station attendant alive in station because he uh, ran out of receipt paper. Yep. And you're like, Some of the- oh, that's not whimsical. That's just awful. Uh, so, uh, the guy who was Florida Man, like, one of the original Florida Men, like, apparently even before Cox and Crendor started doing Florida Man things, uh, there was another Florida Man, and he took to, um, Twitter after actually getting his foot bit off by a gator. I was, uh, I, I was just sort of remembering that whenever I was talking about it a second ago, um... I just went back to his Twitter page because he stopped doing it a couple years ago because he decided it's not uh, cool to laugh at Florida Man. I still think it is. I disagree with him. And case in point, here are some of the best headlines I've ever seen. Uh, Florida Man steals $300 worth of sex toys while dressed as a ninja. Yep, that's pretty good. There, that's amazing. Florida Man tries to pick up prostitute while driving special needs school bus. I love that one. <laughs> it's just, it's like, uh, I think it's like I was talking to uh, my girlfriend the other day about, like, cooking. And some people uh-huh. seem to have this uh, spidey sense of a palate, you know what I mean? Where they're yeah. just real, they have a flavor sense. Uh-huh. And that's the thing, is, like, these Florida Man stories, everything in Florida comes together the right way. That it just, it's like this flavor sense that you can't get with crime stories in other states. Yeah, like scrolling down this guy's Twitter page, you can see all these amazing stories. It's like the perfect example of what makes a good Florida man story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other ones just make me Um, sad, you know? Yeah. Uh, Florida man drinks goat blood in ritual sacrifice, then runs for Senate. Yeah, exactly, right? Now, the Georgia man would have just been like, drinks goat blood and shoots family of four on vacation. Yeah. Like, that would have been the Georgia man. Like, there's no, like, weird upswing or, like, ah, that's what makes it funny. Nope. Just Georgia man's just fucking sad and scary. Don't go to oh, don't, here, don't move to Georgia, guys. Is what I'm saying. Here's a good example of um, one that we would not want to um, read about on this podcast. <clears throat> a uh, a Florida man beat his daughter for 40 minutes while listening to Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines. Yeah, like, Jesus. That sounds like a Georgia man story. Was he in the Georgia Florida line when he did that? Entirely possible. <laughs> Entirely possible. Were they vacationing from Georgia? He said that headlines like that's what started making him feel like, yeah, a lot of these Florida Man stories are really fucked up. Maybe I should stop uh, making fun of Florida Man, even though he, this guy's the original one. No, no, no. I think you just don't do those stories because that's horrible. Like the yep. one where the guy drank goat's blood and fucking ran for Senate. Who's the victim, you know? Yeah, no one. I mean, it doesn't even say that the goat died, so maybe there wasn't even a dead goat. Maybe, maybe the goat, he just like, bought goat blood, blood from a butcher, you know? Yeah, possible. All right, we don't so know the full story. I've got an interesting news story, and I'm interested to see what side of it you're on. Um, All right. So, before I read you the story, uh, if you immigrate, if you immigrate for whatever reason to another country, how much assimilation do you think should be required to take place, if any at all? How much do I think should be required? None. How None? much would I do? I would probably do a good bit. Like I would try to understand the locals. I, I um. Like, as much as I do end up tending to stick out in a crowd just because I do things like wear Hawaiian shirts or brightly colored clothes where everyone around me is wearing, like, 
neutral colors, black, white, things like that. Uh, so I just end up sticking out. But I try my best not to. I try to pretend like I'm normal so that uh, people don't stare at me too much. So, you know, I would do a bit if I went to a foreign country to try and, like, well, not be such an oddity. Plus, I would need to learn enough of their language that I could, like, ask where the bathroom is and order chicken. Well, Denmark's ghetto plan... Uh, and the communities it targets. Residents of largely Muslim neighborhoods faced increased penalties for crimes and Danish values lessons for children. I don't agree with the increased penalties for crime. I think we're all equal under the law, but I don't know if I completely, I completely disagree with teaching their kids Danish values. Yeah, like, that's when stuff becomes required is when I start drawing the line and saying that should not be required. Like yeah. people might feel obligated to do it or they might be completely um, insulated from the local community, never want to be part of it, never want to bother with these assholes. If their kids want to learn about Danish heritage as they grow up, they can learn about it then. They can make that choice, but I don't think other people should tell these parents, mm. your kids have to uh, be good little Danes. Well, Denmark, uh, it's, it's called, they call it the ghetto plan, their actual official term for it is one Denmark without parallel societies. The idea is these influx of immigrants, they're trying to they're trying to keep entire immigrant communities that are self-insulated from developing so that everybody is Danish. Um, hmm. But there's some stuff that is problematic in this. Uh, they're, they're bulldozing like housing where like uh, immigrants are concentrated to disperse them, right. I guess, throughout Denmark. Uh-huh. Um, Residents of ghettos are now subject to a different set of rules. Penalties for crimes can be doubled. Uh, certain violations, which are normally finable offenses, could mean imprisonment. Um, and last March, a law required children from the age of one uh, to spend at least 25 hours a week in childcare to receive mandatory training in Danish values. Um, which is Aww. interesting. So I don't know. It's it's hard because like you you have assimilated this country and you should follow the rules, but at the same time, like. I don't know, man. I get mad anytime anybody tells me to fucking do anything. I, um, look, I'm not so much a law-abiding citizen because I want to follow the law. I'm a law-abiding abiding citizen because a lot of the time the law aligns with my own moral compass. Like, I don't want to do shitty things. Ergo, most of my actions are not illegal. But if there's a law that says, I don't know, you must cross at a crosswalk and the crosswalk is like way down the block i'm like fuck it i'm just crossing the street here there's no one coming if the law is my kids have to um dress like the danes and speak a different language i'd be like fuck you no they don't because that's not uh, a well, breach the other, of morals the bigger, to me so the bigger problem is too they're bulldozing this public housing and it's not only affecting immigrants like this lady uh, elizabeth sagerman is 76 she's a pensioner which means she's retired uh, she's being forcibly relocated. So like they're 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 scared which they're scared of a lot of things that Fox News is scared of that they call Muslim enclaves. Like this idea that people are going to immigrate to your country and then basically transport anything positive or negative about their home country into your country and then create uh, a mini country inside your country, which I just, I've never seen really done before. A, a lot of their countries were amazing until America went over there and fucked everything up. Yeah. Have you seen like old nice cities in Iraq and Iran before they all just got bombed to shit? Yeah. Um, like those are very nice places. So, you well, know, I would welcome a change of pace from uh, well, it's the a weird, antebellum South or whatever. It's a weird fear. I think of, um, yeah, coming over here and creating Muslim enclaves where you create Sharia law and like, 
I don't. Definitely, that's not going to happen. Look at any look at any German town or whatever in the United States or French. There's they've all assimilated. Now I don't know if it's the same for Denmark, but I assume it will be. I cannot imagine uh, Denmark becoming like you know um, a little mini Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, I think instead of forcing people, I think you should incentivize people, or at least that's where I would go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Instead of going, your kids are going to move and we're going to do this, it'd be like, hey. Uh, you know, if your kids spend 25 hours a week in a Danish values class, there's a hundred bucks in it for you. Do that. You could offer like tax breaks incentives. You could be like, well, we'll tell you what, maybe if uh, collectively y'all all do this, we won't bulldoze your houses. Okay, and, that's actually strong arming them again. <laughs> yeah. But still, you get the idea. The 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 problem, the, the reason is, the reason that, that immigrants tend to, tend, tend to congregate together is because they that's their support network. So if you possibly yeah. offered... A fucking support network, you know. Uh, maybe that maybe they wouldn't, uh, uh, you know, get together. Um, so we got a few minutes here. Uh, I was I want to take some time to uh, shit on Pete Buttigieg. Uh, Buttigieg, yeah, the you know Democratic, um, <laughs> what is it, a Democratic presidential nominee? Uh huh. He's definitely. I feel like his um, his his thing should be uh, Pete Buttigieg. Because gay is a personality, right? Like, that's what he's running on? Right. Like, if you take away his sexuality, like, if you just go, let's not look at that. Uh, he's like a young Biden. Oh, cool. We already have one Biden, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, he's just like a young gay Biden. Like, that's it. Like, um, And he's got a horrible track record in South Bend, Indiana. Uh, I think that's where he was mayor or his mayor or whatever. And now he's got this fucking, and I'm going to just give it to you for memory, his health care plan. You ready for this? Yes. At the end of the year, if you do not have health care, you have to back pay for the entire year of health care that you should have had it. What? Yeah. That does sound like, that actually does sound like Obamacare. Like all it of does, my, but um, it's more expensive. This is the difference, right? Obamacare uh, just gives you a small, what do you call it? And you have health care going forward, right? This, penalty, this yeah. back charges you for fucking health care and you would owe eight, uh, you would owe up to 8.5% of your income for health care that has already passed. No, 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 no. Um, okay. So here's the thing about Obamacare. I do have criticisms of it, but I'm always nervous about saying that because people immediately think that I'm like the Republicans that just scream, replacing, repeal, yeah, but they People don't actually like, have a, we're protecting, a replacement plan. We're protecting choice. I'm like, the choice between what? Being rich and being dead? Yeah. Like, yeah that's actually a wonderful a wonderful way to phrase the choice. I think I'm to the point, buddy, where if I had like terminal cancer or like me and all my friends were dying, um, I've been playing enough Red Dead Redemption 2 that I think we just go on a heist and like steal some gold or rob a fucking, uh, what do you call it? A Brinks truck or whatever, you know? I'm down for that. And um, if we can't talk our uh, listeners into, like, mailing Wesley Gold bars, which is still, like, our retirement plan right now, so right. you listeners need to get on that. If we can't talk them into doing that, then we can just go steal the gold from, like, western towns. Pretty much. Because we are the law. But, oh, yeah, just get, like, deputized or something, and then we'd run that town. So, yeah, basically these people, unlike Obama, um, they'd be paying an entire year's worth of premiums for coverage they may not have even know they had. As in, you could go all year without using health insurance because you thought you didn't have it, then owe thousands of dollars at the end of the year, but a judge has repeatedly carrialized this plan as a glide path to achieve full Medicare for all, but retroactive billing could be a very large pothole and runway. Um, I can't tell. Are you 
mispronouncing his name to be funny or how, why, no like, how do you how, like trying to call him butter judge no how are you supposed to pronounce it oh it's uh it's buddha judge buddha judge sorry huh um no i was pronouncing it the way i thought it was supposed to be pronounced oh um, anyway i'm not even gonna pull this story up but this is one of the ones we didn't get a chance to go over oxycontin billionaire granted patent for opioid addiction treatment because fucking of course right yeah instead of that huh. instead of the patent going to pay for um you know, all the opioids they pumped into the fucking, uh, you know, all these small towns. Like, let's give them the patent for, for fucking, uh, the world is a corrupt piece of shit. Yep. That's, uh, yeah. I, I have too much else to say about that, except eat the rich, and then you can um, get all the opioids you want that's flowing through their veins as you bottle their blood and save it in your freezer. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty much just like uh, one of those. It's just one of those like, of course, because why not, right? Because when you're a billionaire, laws don't apply to you and you run the world. Yeah, literally. If you're a fake billionaire, you run the world. Even, like, if, yeah, even if you're a fake billionaire, you still run the world. Just, just like call up Forbes and tell them, yes, I'm representing Peter. Or what's your la- what do you call your last name? Van Pelt? I'm representing yeah. Peter Van Pelt. It's me, Big Lee. Okay, I'm going to need for you to go ahead and say I'm the 44th richest person in the world at $7 billion, which I earned myself and was not given by my daddy. And okay. And then as soon as that shows up in the Forbes magazine, take out a loan for a billion dollars because Forbes says you're a billionaire, so you can get the billion dollar loan, and lo and behold, you're a billionaire. Then invest into a bunch of stuff that all blows up in your face, and then leave other people with the debt and scooter poot away as you now live in a giant gold tower. Pretty oh, much, wait, if, you just, if you get rid of your morals, uh, make a couple connections, and jump on the merry-go-round, man, uh, you'll never be richer. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, we're always saying, you know, you'd be surprised how much wealth there is in infinite human suffering. That's kind of what Trump did because he never paid contractors and he sued them with what money he did have whenever they tried to get the back pay that he owed them. Yep. So, you know. Because it's, it's a lot cheaper to just pay a bunch of lawyers to keep a bunch of people in endless lawsuits than it is to actually pay people. So what happens if that's your entire business model? Like, turns out that fucking works, and there's nothing <laughs> anyone can do about it. The world is a fucking nightmare. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. But um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the uh, the Senate. I believe everybody has been sworn in for the impeachment Senate trial. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I guess Does this it start coming... tomorrow. I think so. Yeah, because today's MLK Day. So yeah. So uh, yeah, I hope so. Hopefully, the next week we'll bring you what what we'll try to take some actual real journalistic notes and fucking tell you exactly what happened in the Senate. That'll be fun. Yeah. Or not. Or it'll be infuriating. Do you think they'll have already dismissed it by the time we record our next episode? I can't imagine it going longer than a week unless some people really defect. Uh, and I'm interested because they want to call... They, you know, the reason they don't want to call witnesses um, is because... It's because they're all so damning for Trump. Well, that and also, like, if you start calling witnesses, it gets away from you. Because remember, yeah. like, the tr- Trump wants his team to call... Uh, like the Obamas to the stand and call Biden to the stand and call like, you know, uh, yeah, Mussolini to the, yeah, like he just like crazy. insane. Yeah. Like he, like he wants crazy, he wants crazy stuff. You know, I'm, I'm I don't know if I, I feel like Hillary Clinton's probably you on that what? list. You know what you I know, mean? If this was, if this was Hillary Clinton being impeached by the Republicans and Trump was like, um, of course, doing his Twitter commentary. At this point, you'd probably be like, what you need to do is call Stormy Daniels to talk about Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, because remember whenever she was um, at the debates, he kept calling in all of uh, Bill Clinton's mistresses. Right. So I just think 
Hillary Clinton should call in Stormy Daniels to uh, testify during Trump's impeachment. Well, Hillary Clinton's not involved. It's the thing. She's not in government anymore. That's why it's so weird. Like Trump wasn't involved until he was, and then he just sort of inserted himself everywhere throughout yeah. the entirety of Obama's presidency. Um, so I'm interested to see what's going to happen with witness testimony. Um, I honestly, like, I don't care about witness testimony because everyone's like, oh, it's going to be a bombshell. It'll be damning. <sighs> I mean, everything so, is a bombshell. Everything's yes. an impeachable bombshell that we've heard so far, but reality doesn't matter, and it hasn't mattered so, for yeah, a long so time. So many damning things have come out. <laughs> It's what makes me mad about the Democratic Party. I'm like, stop looking for more damning stuff. It, we're as damned as we can be. There's nothing else. There's literally, we are beyond the pale. There's nothing else that you can find out about this guy. You know, like, because everything that comes out, I haven't met this guy. Oh, there's pictures with him. No one gives a shit. Like, yeah. you know, I don't understand why the other news agencies aren't fucking hammering the shit out of him and just showing 24 hours of, like, impeach, 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 go, go. Just like, you know, CNN should have a commercial, like, every every five minutes, which is just a scrolling list of his crimes. That would be amazing. You remember, you remember when... um. There used to be those, uh, like, uh, uh, what do you call it, like, online, not even on, before online, those correspondence courses where they're like, become this, become that, VCR repairman, and they would just, like, run a, a list of all the things you could be while saying it out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should just do that with the president, just like, hi. Rem <laughs> remember when the Trump Foundation was uh, shut down for fraud because he never actually paid a penny to any of the organizations he said he was giving money to, and instead he was spending the money on himself, including doing things like ba buying paintings of himself? And so the entire organization was shut down, and everyone in his family was banned from ever running a charity again? Yeah, that happened. He's a criminal. Remember his um, fake university that was shut down for being a fake university? And I like how they go, these, the these, none of these impeachment things are actual crimes doesn't yes, have, they are doesn't know the things he's being impeached for uh yeah yeah but i mean but also, those things exist because yeah. of the crime and it also but doesn't anyway. doesn't fucking have to be um i know that uh, they're probably doing a better job uh, than I, if uh, i was uh, if i were the destruction of congress is a crime though yeah what's the other one well they're trying to argue that it's not a crime which i don't understand how the f they're trying to argue it's executive privilege so it's not a crime uh obstruction of congress oh. and uh what was the other one i don't even remember there's so many ah, who who anyway, cares? I would just go to uh, Staples and I would just have a book printed, just like a big printout, and that would just the articles of impeachment would be like the Mueller report, but they would be a list, eight hundred fucking pages long, and just very simple, like he did this, he did that, he did this, he did that, and be like, I don't Include know what pictures, what, yeah, with pictures. What page do you want to look on now? Eight hundred pages of crimes, you motherfuckers. Why don't we actually write this book, like document all of his crimes, and then just like publish it and see if we can get some people to buy that? Because uh, so far we have not gotten too many dust belt sales. <laughs> Fucking Muckraker's book three, Trump's crimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm too exhausted from wading into this shit, and it's so dumb. And everybody knows it's dumb, and everybody knows it's a stupid charade, and it's just party politics, uh, and it's just people trying to cling to power for whatever reason. Yeah. Trump is a monster, but he's not the only monster. A lot of them are. He's just the one, the only one that's bad at hiding it. But for some reason, his followers like him. So, you know, like all their crimes are as magnified as they've ever been. And all their corruption is as magnified as it's ever been. And we yeah. can see clearly that there is no room for doubt that the Republicans do not give a shit about this country. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, yeah. You know, uh, normally, you know, it's always been a fight between corruption and reform, but... We're getting to the world has gotten bigger, but also smaller, and you know the rich have a new grip on on flow of information and things like that. So, who knows what will happen? So tune in fucking next week. You can hear more exhausted, like ah, there's some more crimes. 
Yeah. And until then, hit them with the socials, Pete. Uh, I've already forgotten again. What are our socials? Our socials are, uh, <clears throat> you can find us at Those Muckrakers on Twitter. You can also send us your own Dear Wesleys for us to read on the air and then give you life advice for at, uh, what is it? Those Muckrakers at gmail.com. All one word. Uh, what else? You can buy our book, uh, Dusk Belt Number One, give, give Me Back My Life. That's available now on Amazon in um, physical copy or ebook on Kindle. You can find our second book soon. Like, we have the cover for it now. We have the manuscript. Everything's good to go. I just got to, um, I just need like an afternoon to sit down and knock that shit out and get that up on the store. Sweet. And uh, Dusk Belt Book 3, y'all will be able to find sometime after that. Yep. Uh, stop committing crimes, y'all. <laughs>